Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Monday morning, the third week of Lent already. Can you believe it? I can't. Time flies. Good to be with you on a Monday, February 26th from Pennsylvania, the Keystone State, coming back. Good Lord willing, the creek don't rise, as I always say, after the show today. Wrapped up a big pro-life presentation last night. Some 400-plus people in the Philadelphia area. And Saturday, I had the amazing opportunity and gift of going to the Philadelphia premiere of the upcoming amazing movie that's opening on International Women's Day, March 8th, the movie all about Mother Cabrini, St. Francesca Cabrini. The movie is entitled Cabrini. Now, I had seen it on my computer because as a member of the media, they do give us advanced links and we can review the movie, and I also gave them an endorsement. I'm telling you, it was even that much more thrilling and eye-opening and powerful to see it on the big screen. And this woman, amazing, just amazing. And she said, the world is too small for what I want to do. If only we all had that attitude. And and this is the thing. So many times as, as a cradle Catholic, how many times have I taken our saints for granted and not really taken them off the shelves? And I think that's a shame. We all have to do more studying of the saints, especially recent ones, such as Francis Cabrini. And her story is so relatable. And also because so many of us, right, have that immigrant background in our family. And she really worked with the immigrants in New York, New Jersey, and on the East Coast, and you know across uh, Pennsylvania as well, but also around the world. By the time she had passed away, she had begun close to 70 different schools, hospitals, institutions for those in need. And she became a citizen. She was from Lombardy, Italy. She became a citizen, I think, in the early 1900s, and she was the first American saint. Wow, incredible story. So anyhow, I did talk about her in my presentation last night as well. But mark it on your calendar. Go see Cabrini. It's awesome. And I'll be talking about that more as we get closer to the film debut and sharing some interviews, actually, that I did with some of the people behind the scenes, very involved in the movie and how this all got started with Cabrini, a beautiful story. And we'll be sharing that with you as we get closer to the actual premiere date on March 8th. Coming up in the first hour of the program today, I think you're going to enjoy an interview I did with Father Josh Johnson. We aired it about a week ago, but I want to replay it because we're coming up on a deadline to register for the Grand Hotel Getaway. And the Grand Getaway this year is July 22nd through the 24th, featuring our own Father John Ricardo, Kimberly and Dr. Scott Hahn, Josh Johnson, Father Josh Johnson for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Deacon Dom and I will be there. I'll be doing the show live as we always do, God willing. But this is such an opportunity to join the witness of other couples, families, individuals. A great example of joyfully living our faith. And it's so beautiful what happens at these types of events. We saw this on the cruise ship, on the Good News Cruise. So so many people coming up to us, who are you guys? Like you're always so joyful. And what's going on with you Good News people? And it gave us an opportunity to witness. And this is the same thing because a grand hotel on Mackinac Island, if you've never been, it's historic, it's stunningly beautiful, but it's massive. It's very large. And so we're not the only ones there. Usually we have about three or 400 people, but we're a small group compared to the rest of the hotel. And many people coming to the hotel for tea or for dinner, it's another great opportunity to evangelize, but also to take a break and go to one of the most beautiful spots in America 
Very proud of our beautiful state, Michigan, especially the northern part of Michigan, on Mackinac Island in the Straits of Mackinac. So this is coming up July 22nd through the 24th, and you can register through ctscentral.net or give Corporate Travel a call, and that number is 866-468-1420. It is filling up. You want to get your spot, Father John Mercado. Our guest this morning, Father Josh Johnson, in the first hour of the show, Kimberly and Scott Hahn, and Deacon Dom and I will be there as well. So we'll be sharing with Father Josh, and that comes up this hour. Also, Nate Wine, speaking of corporate travel, is going to be back with us to remind us of the opportunity to go to the Eucharistic Congress. Now, what's great about the scheduling here is the Eucharistic Congress wraps up before the Grand Getaway. Because actually many of the participants who are in the Grand Getaway are also going to be involved in the Congress, so obviously we did it afterward. But what a lot of people don't realize is that dioceses around the state of Michigan are making it available for you to go and to go very easily without too much effort. So Nate fills us in. And then also my little sis Kelly Walquist is going to be joining us on our book Wisdom from Women in Scripture and also the online study she has available with that book, CatholicVineyard.com. Before we break for the news on a Monday, the weather, well, it is going to be very, very calm this week for late February, going into the 50s today. Right now they're saying a high of the low 50s, 51, 52, even warmer tomorrow, but rain expected, 60s, maybe 63, but rain. Wednesday rain as well, a little bit more normal temps, I would say, 47. And then moving into the weekend, the last day of February is Thursday, 43 and sunny, and then 45 and sunny on Friday. The weekend cloudy. But very comfortable temperatures as we start the beginning of March. 48 degrees and cloudy on Saturday right now and in the lower 50s on Sunday. It is a Monday morning. You're listening to Catholic Connection. Let's get started, shall we, on a Monday with the news. A day after canceling his audience due to what the Vatican called a mild flu-like condition, the Holy Father appeared in good spirits and good form during his weekly Angelus address yesterday. He marked the second anniversary of the war in Ukraine with a call for peace while urging the faithful to never direct your eyes away from the light of Christ. He said, how many victims, injuries, destruction, anguish, tears in a period that is becoming terribly long and of which the end is not in sight. The Pope added about the war. It began with Russia, he said, invading on February 24, 2022 and saying the conflict has unleashed a global wave of fear and hatred. Meanwhile, since the start of the conflict in Gaza, thousands of children, as Nathan Morley reports in the Vatican, have been exposed to distressing events and trauma marked by extensive destruction and displacement. Northern Gaza is virtually cut off from civilization. Its people, estimated to number 300,000, have been reduced to a dire existence. In the south, over a million people are jammed into every available space in and around the city of Rafah. Though more than 13,000 trucks transporting over 250,000 tons of humanitarian aid have entered the Gaza Strip since the start of the war, supplies of food, medicine and other essentials remain low. Over the course of this conflict, thousands of children have been injured and killed. Aid agencies report children reporting to hospitals with burns, open wounds and other serious injuries. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says victory is within reach once its operation in Rafah is completed. Unless we have total victory, we can't have peace. We can't leave Hamas in place. We can't leave a quarter of Hamas uh, battalions in uh, Rafah and say, mm-hmm. well, that's, that's fine. 
Speaking on CBS's Face the Nation, Netanyahu saying the military operation involves evacuating Palestinian civilians from Rafah. It's estimated there are more than a million Palestinian civilians in that region. The prime minister said Israel has destroyed 18 of the 24 Hamas terrorist battalions and four of the remaining six are in Rafah. Netanyahu noting that he is still open to a hostage release deal through negotiations and it would delay the Rafah operation. Meanwhile, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says Israel has not provided the president with details of evacuating Palestinian civilians out of Gaza's southern region of Rafah. We believe that this operation should not go forward until or unless we see that. We haven't seen it, but we're waiting to hear from the Israelis on that front. Speaking on Meet the Press, Sullivan did say that the White House has made it clear to Israel the U.S. will only support a major military operation in Rafah if there's a specific plan that guarantees that civilians are safe. Sullivan noted that Rafah is where trucks carrying humanitarian aid come through Egypt's border. And Tammy Tejio tells us NORAD says a high-altitude balloon they interrupted over Utah was likely a hobby balloon. The balloon was detected in an altitude of about 44,000 feet Friday, but NORAD determined it didn't present any sort of threat to national security. The balloon was described as being 50 feet tall, carrying a small two-foot cube. On Saturday, NORAD made another announcement saying the balloon was monitored from the ground until it left U.S. airspace overnight. The news comes a year after the U.S. tracked a possible Chinese surveillance balloon for multiple days in American airspace. A suspect is being held in connection with the kidnapping and murder of the Georgia nursing student. Deanna Kodak has the latest. The University of Georgia's chief of police said Friday a 26-year-old man was arrested for the murder of 22-year-old Lakin Riley, whose body was found Thursday in a wooded area near the school. Police chief Jeff Clark identified the suspect as someone who lives in the area but is not a U.S. citizen. Lawmakers will return to Capitol Hill on Wednesday with just three days to pass a government funding bill and avoid a partial government shutdown. Scott Carr has more from Washington. Despite what the so-called Republican Freedom Caucus in the House has called for, reports say House Speaker Mike Johnson has been pessimistic about using a stopgap bill to extend the deadline. Johnson said Friday he would move a set of four appropriations bills forward as a single package ahead of the first deadline Friday. While Democratic House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries said again the Democrats are willing to find common ground on legislation including ways to keep the government funded. Another remaining eight bills would have to be voted on by March 8th. AT&T is going to provide customers affected by Thursday's network outage a $5 credit. In a statement on its website, the cellular provider is saying that customers will receive it within two billing cycles. AT&T says a software update is to blame. The service disruption started early Thursday and was a major headache for many, with phone services very limited. GPS maps failed and some 911 calls did not get through. AT&T serves more than 100 million customers according to the company's website. Joe Biden is set to host the four congressional leaders on Tuesday to discuss funding for Ukraine and ways to avoid a government shutdown. Speaker Mike Johnson, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, and House Speaker Leader, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries will be on hand to highlight the urgency of passing the bipartisan national security supplement, according to the White House. Congress will return to D.C. this week, facing deadlines for funding the government. Donald Trump is the winner of the South Carolina Republican primary. County results show the former president winning about 60 percent of the vote. 
while his opponent, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, won about 40 percent of the vote. Trump telling his supporters Saturday night he'll focus on immigration if he wins the election, while Haley has vowed to stay in the GOP race. Trump again questioning why Haley remains in the race and said he's looking forward to the Michigan primary, which is next on Tuesday. On the next epiphany. If you blow on a spark, it will glow. If you spit on it, it will be put out and both come out of your mouth. Hi, Vanessa Denhagarmo here. John Birch will talk about his book, Loving God's Children, The Church and Gender Ideology. Then Dr. Lisa Marie Carson will give us an update on the Heart of Christ Clinic. Epiphany, weekdays at noon on Ave Maria Radio. Welcome to the Advanced Dentistry Center family. This is Dr. Metti and our team strives to treat you like family in a loving and compassionate way as we focus on serving you in a Christ-like manner. We do this by emphasizing prevention and general well-being for a lifetime. Our private practice is small, personal, state-of-the-art, and innovative with the goal to educate and motivate our patients in improving their oral health. It is through a partnership with you that you will achieve the goals for your smile. Advanced Dentistry is serious about the level of care we provide with attention to details and an exceptional level of care, skill, and judgment. We are thrilled for the opportunity to serve you. Dr. Matthew and the team invite you to visit them at AdvancedDentistryCenter.com or call them at 248-594-9592. That's 248-594-9592. AdvancedDentistryCenter.com Ciao, my name is Antonio Ruggiero, and if you're in the mood for some real authentic Italian food, Antonio's is the place. We have awesome pizzas and calzones, and old school dishes like spaghetti carbonara alla buccelli, and polenta, and signature dishes like chicken Antonio that will bring your memories back to Italy. We have great authentic food, friendly service, and a wonderful atmosphere, all for a great price. So let our family cook for your family. Antonio's Cucina Italiana. Great to catch up with Father Josh Johnson. He's the Director of Vocations of the Diocese of Baton Rouge and also a pastor at Sacred Heart Parish there. And Father, I'm so excited that you're coming up north this summer. I know you're going to be at the uh, Congress as well, the Eucharist Congress, but you've never been to Mackinac Island, have you? Good morning. I've Thanks for joining us. There. I've only seen pictures, and it looks so cool. <laughs> it is. It's really quite beautiful. So let's first of all start, why events like this, whether it be the Eucharistic Congress or the Grand Hotel Getaway, why we need to take time out to be with like-minded believers, do you think? That's a great, that's a great question. I mean, I think that we need to be filled up. You know, we live in... In such a chaotic world, that it's important for us to get fed so that we can go back out into the world and evangelize. Everyone's called to be an evangelist. Everyone's called to evangelize, not just priests and nuns, every person by virtue of their baptism. Uh, but in order to evangelize well, we need to have these getaways, these retreats, these conferences where we can just get filled up with the Spirit, be encouraged by other brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, and then go back out into the world, uh, in a messy, broken world, and share the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. These are all countercultural events, and I thought, wow, that's quite a statement, isn't it? it they are, and they're also catered towards the family, right? The family. Mm-hmm. This is Alia Fatima. She said that the attack of our time will be against the family. And what I love about this, uh, this trip that you and I will be doing in Mackinac Island is, is geared toward the entire family. It's not just a men's 
retreat or a women's retreat or a youth retreat, it's the whole family is invited to come and get filled up. And I really think that's going forward as a church, we've got to like, focus our catechesis and our evangelization and our discipleship efforts on the entire family together. Yeah. So the Grand Hotel Getaway is July 22nd through the 24th, and you get uh, two nights at the Grand Hotel, which is phenomenal, meals and access to all the beautiful grounds, including the amazing pool. But in addition to that, you're on the island, and you're just it's so peaceful in the middle of the water, the Straits of Mackinac, gorgeous time of year, and it's just a great, great time. So it's July 22nd to the 24th. Grand Hotel Getaway, you can find out more information on my website at the events section, but also just going to Ave Maria's website, our travel section, or ctscentral.net. So, Father, in your work as a vocation director, do you talk about, I'm sure you do when you're working with uh, seminarians, the importance of supporting families? How does that build into your vocation awareness efforts? Oh, my gosh. Well, yes. I mean, we. (laughs) I, I try to plug my seminarians into relationships with families as well. Uh, because I want them to, to see holy families. Because for me, even as a priest, some of my greatest um, inspiration as a bridegroom as a of the church, like I learned how to be a good father and a good spouse of the church by being around good dads who are great husbands to their wives. And so I think it's important for some parents like see that lived witness of like this is what, what they're living in their vocation and what we're called to live as, as priests for our parishes, being faithful to our parishes, uh, only speaking well about our parishes. Uh, serving our parishes, dying to ourselves for our parishes. And so it's, it's of the utmost importance, I think, for our seminarians to be plugged into relationships with holy families. We're talking with Father Josh Johnson, vocation director, of course, for the Diocese of Baton Rouge and the pastor of Sacred Heart Parish in Baton Rouge, also known from his great work that he does on Ascension Press, talking about the faith. Uh, Father, when did you first feel the call, uh, the tug on your heart, to uh, discern the priesthood? Yeah, I reluctantly went to a conference called Superville South in 2004. <laughs> I did not want to go, but a friend of mine invited me, and she kept inviting me. And so I finally said yes. And on June 26, 2004, at 8 o'clock p.m. on Saturday night, in Alexandria, Louisiana, Bishop Sam Jacobs exposed the Eucharist for adoration. At that time, I did not believe that the Eucharist was Jesus. I thought it was a piece of bread. Uh, but the Lord gave me the grace during adoration to believe that this really is Jesus. And I... I had an encounter with the Lord where I fell in love with God, and I perceived God loved me in that time of prayer. And it was during that time of prayer that the thought of the priesthood first came to my mind. I quickly rejected that thought, uh, but I also knew after that conference that I wanted to be in a personal relationship with Christ in the Eucharist, and so I started going to adoration every day. Mm. And I would just spend time with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. We had a preparation chapel in my diocese, and I would go there literally every day, and just sit with the Lord, and the more time I spent with God in the chapel, the more I fell in love with Jesus. And even though I did not want to be a priest, I could not stop thinking about the priesthood. I thought about it almost every day. My friends, they saw me go to the chapel a lot, so they began to ask me questions. Are you thinking about the priesthood? I didn't want to hear that question, but I kept hearing it almost every day. When I met seminarians or priests, I would get excited. I did not want to be excited, but I couldn't <laughs> deny the fact that I was getting excited when I was around seminarians and priests. And so finally I decided, I think I should probably just go to seminary to figure this whole thing out. I don't know if I'm called to be a priest, but Jesus, I love you, and I think you want me to go, so I'll go. And I went to seminary, and that's when I figured out that the Lord was indeed calling me to be a priest. Well, just just in the in the brief summary of of your your journey to the priesthood, the first thing you mentioned was that you were invited to an event, and this is yeah. what we're talking about, right? Inviting someone, yeah. bringing yourself, inviting your family, inviting your friends to an event to learn more about the faith. I mean, most most 
of our seminarians uh, across the nation, they will acknowledge that, uh, I mean, outside of being office servers and stuff like that, that they went to an event, and it was at an event, a conference, a retreat, where they were able to perceive the call. And so uh, events like the ones that you and I are doing together this summer, Mackinac Island, the Congress, uh, the cruise, all that we're doing, these are places and spaces where sometimes when we get away from our comfort zone and we leave everything that we know where the Lord can actually speak directly to us and we can hear His voice and perceive our call, our invitation of how He wants us to be holy. Amen. And we're talking this morning specifically, of course, Father Josh is doing a number of events uh, this year and beyond. He's going to be on the Good News Cruise next January. But this morning, just reminding you, because we have a window, I want you to make sure that you don't miss this, the Grand Hotel Getaway, the Grand Getaway for 2024, July 22nd through the 24th, and Father John Mercado, Father Josh Johnson, and wait, I think you've heard of this couple before, Father. They may be somewhat familiar. Scott and Kimberly Hahn, you've heard of them, right? They're, they're, well, you and your husband are, are pretty awesome, too. But, yes, Scott and Hahn are going to be there. And I'll tell you, Scott gave a talk. I was at the conference in January, and uh, Scott and I gave a talk, and it just it was I know. so beautiful. Like, the guy is so anointed, I could listen to him for hours. <laughs> And I think you know, we were chatting during the break. Right now we're in, the, we're in Lent, and Lent just started. This is something really, I think, to look forward to. I mean, we do have activities and retreats and whatnot we try to do during Lent, but this is a, a different type of an event, a celebratory event. And, but this is what God, God calls us to do both. It's not just one extreme or the other, right? We feast and we fast. Right. We feast and fast. Because we're, we're, we're disciples of Jesus Christ, and we imitate Jesus. And he both spent time at the wedding in Cana, and they partied. And we know they partied because they ran out of wine. Right. So clearly, the Lord Jesus Christ and his disciples knew how to, how to party. But, but he also spent 40 days in the desert, right? Prayer and fasting, being ministered to by angels and being tempted by Satan. And so, uh, we have to live out the entirety of life of Christ. We can't pick and choose what aspects we'll live. We live out the whole life of Christ and our walk toward eternity. What are you hearing, not only from your seminarians, Father, uh, but also from your prisoners about their concerns right now in, in terms of why it's important for them to make sure they're, they're built up faith wise? You know, the, the biggest thing I'm hearing right now, and we just had a conference this past week in my, in my own diocese, is there seems to be, the, the, the pulse that I'm perceiving and I'm hearing is our people in general are more rooted in politics than in the gospel. Ah. And so we have like a need to do a much better job evangelizing and really like walking with people in the interior life so that way they can, like, really believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is sufficient and that, that the gospel should dictate our discernment and the gospel should dictate our decisions and the gospel should dictate our actions as opposed to being um, political parties. And I feel like right now we're seeing, uh, especially politically coming up, that a lot of people are focusing way more on humans and on platforms and not on the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this really cool song that I can't get out of my head that I heard, and this artist is one of my new favorites, but Danny Gokey, who performed at the March for Life this year, it's called Love God and Love People. And it's about, you know, loving God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then loving your neighbor as yourself, which was basically the gospel today. And this is where we have to start. And I get into some interesting conversations with people about this. The same thing you just mentioned, where people are so trying so hard to separate the truth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of maybe they might have to vote differently, right? Mm-hmm. To, to break away from whatever it be, right or left, in order yeah. to really embrace who they are as Christians. It's very, very interesting. And you say, well, wait a minute, you're not starting from the right point. What does Jesus say? What does the church say? Yes, and, and, and that's the thing is that I think that a lot of us, 
I say us and people in general, Christians in general, we just don't know what the Word of God actually says. You don't actually spend time with the Word of God in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And, and thank God for Mike Schmidt and introducing so many people to the Word of God to the Bible of the Year and the Catechism of the Year. But, like, we've got to be so rooted in, in those books and things of the Bible. Oh, my goodness. Like, the Bible is the infallible, inspired, inerrant Word of God. And it's a God's letter to us. And how many of us just totally ignore the Bible? And we don't know anything about the Bible. Uh, we know so much about politics, but we don't know the, the Church's teachings. I mean, the Church's teachings are so beautiful, and if we were just immerse ourselves in them, then it really would, ch- it would change the, 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 the world. We could actually build a civilization of love. Uh, we're in the Gospel, but so many times we don't do that. We don't start there. Um, and so, yeah, it's just so important. You talk about loving God and loving people real quick. Um, I have a quote in my office from Dorothy Day. Mm-hmm. I summoned by Dorothy Day. And it's a very painful quote to look at every day. Uh, she said, um, I only love God as much as I love the person who I like the least. Mm. Every time I read that, I'm so convinced. And I say, Jesus, I say I love you. But, like, who's that person that I don't like? I've got to love them better. I've got to love them better. I've got to be merciful to them. I've got to be forgiving toward them. I've got to go and serve them. I've got to, I got to go spend time with them. Um, cause, because the way I, I, I treat people, what they see, is the way I'm ultimately that, you know, like yeah. yeah. You know, it's so interesting that you should say that because in this year, right, this is an election year and there's so much division, not only in the country and in the world, mm-hmm. but, but in the church as well. And, and that's why these, these events are so beautiful because it brings together so many people and we're so joyful and that's the way we're a joyful witness to the Lord. And the joy, Father, I think is huge as well. Yeah, you know, I, I received in prayer. Again, my prayer is not valuable, so I could discern, I have to discern this, actually. But I did receive in prayer a few weeks ago, and I've been sitting with since then. Uh, whenever we get closer to like October, November, election time, uh, I, I, I perceive that the Lord said, Josh, I want you to host um, like holy hours and, and days of fasting for all the candidates and mm-hmm. for their conversion, for them to become saints. Because if you look at someone like St. Paul, St. Paul, before he became the saint years, like, and he wasn't the best person, and Moses wasn't the best person. Moses killed people, St. Paul killed people, uh, David was responsible for the death of Bathsheba's husband. Mm-hmm. But, but David was man after God's own heart, St. Paul wrote the majority of the Bible, the New Testament. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. And so, like, imagine if we could get back from all the world to commit to holy hours um, and, and days of penance and fasting for whoever the person is that's going to win the election to become a saint. To have a profound encounter with Jesus Christ in the sacraments of the church before the Eucharist, and to be solely devoted to like being a holy leader. Because I, I just read the story of, of a woman named Saint Olga, and she was uh, she was the queen who uh, who her husband was killed, and so she went crazy, and she first killed the people who killed her husband, and then she invited their families over for dinner and killed all their families, and then she was filled with so much irrational wrath that she went to the whole village and burned the whole village down. So she was just like she was. Uh, a bad person, and eventually a Catholic encountered her, and she converts to faith. And even though she wasn't able to convert her son, she was able to get her grandson to become a disciple. And her, her grandson who became the king ended up making their entire town a Catholic uh, community. And I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, imagine if we could have uh, a leader in office in America who isn't just like a good person, but lives a life that is canonizable." We've never had a canonized president in the United States mm. America, like, in our history. Imagine if we have a president who eventually, after he or she dies, becomes a canonized saint. 
Wouldn't wow. that be amazing? Yeah. And that's what we got to pray for. And I, I believe that it's possible because when I look at the Bible, I see it all throughout Scripture. The saints, I see it all throughout their lives. And so, but yeah. Um, and maybe you can join this campaign with me if it's of the Lord and we can encourage Catholics all over the country. Is there just gossip about people? Like, it's crazy fascinating to be saints. And also, something really to think about, and maybe you can bring this up at the Grand Hotel Getaway, because we'll be getting closer to the election, right? Because this is at the end of July. Grand Getaway for 2024, Mackinac Island at the Grand Hotel. Father Josh Johnson, our guest this morning, Father John Mercado, Kim and uh, Kimberly Hahn and Scott Hahn, and Deacon Domini, and many more. So check it out, ctscentral.net, or on our travel page at avemariaradio.net. We'll be right back. Greetings, brothers in Christ. I'm Bishop Earl Boyer, inviting you to the Accept the Challenge Catholic Men's Conference on March 16th at the Gervin Game Above Center in Ypsilanti. We've lined up incredible nationally renowned speakers, Justin Fatika, Doug Barry, and our very own Father Joe Krupp. There will also be Mass, Confessions, and a wide variety of Catholic ministries to help you grow as a man of God. Visit acceptthechallenge.org to register today. Teaching your kids to swim has never been easier thanks to Big Blue Swim School in Ann Arbor. In their mobile app, you can schedule a weekly 30-minute lesson for each of your children all at the same time. You can also cancel and reschedule a lesson with the most flexible makeup class policy of any local swim school, including 15 free makeup lessons. Learn more at BigBlueSwimSchool.com. Register by March 17th to get 60% off your first four lessons when you mention Ave Maria Radio. Welcome to an Advanced Dentistry Center family. This is Dr. Metti and our team strives to treat you like family in a loving and compassionate way as we focus on serving you in a Christ-like manner. We do this by emphasizing prevention and general well-being for a lifetime. Our private practice is small, personal, state-of-the-art, and innovative with the goal to educate and motivate our patients in improving their oral health. It is through a partnership with you that you will achieve the goals for your smile. Advanced Dentistry is serious about the level of care we provide with attention to details and an exceptional level of care, skill, and judgment. We are thrilled for the opportunity to serve you. Dr. Matthew and the team invite you to visit them at AdvancedDentistryCenter.com or call them at 248-594-9592. That's 248-594-9592. AdvancedDentistryCenter.com One of our most important partners at Ave Maria Radio, Corporate Travel Service. I was just talking about them in my last segment. And don't forget, we have all kinds of great events coming up with Corporate Travel, including the Good News Cruise 2025. Oh, my goodness, we are going to be doing a big reveal, the big Fig Newton with uh, President John Hale in the near future. I just spoke with him this morning about the amazing speakers that are coming with us next year. Uh, some pretty exciting and very new speakers, not new speakers in the sense of being speakers, but new in the sense to the Good News Cruise lineup. And then we have the Grand Hotel Getaway. We've got all of our wonderful pilgrimages. We've got La Dolce Fide to the Amalfi Coast in Puglia with me and Deacon Dom. We have the Wine and Shrine in October. Oh, my goodness. But before that, brothers and sisters, before all of that, don't forget a very important event coming up this summer, the National Eucharistic Congress. And maybe you've been trying to get a hotel room and you can't find one and you're wondering what you can do, but you really want to go. Well, our friends at Corporate Travel have an answer for you. Nate Wine is with us. He's a VP of Business Development. 
So, Nate, I'm not sure how many people are aware of what they can do in terms of uh, hopping on board and grabbing a part of these packages that are out there. Good morning. Good morning, Teresa. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Humbled and honored as always. And, yeah, really just want to be able to ensure that all those out there are aware of the opportunities available specifically with their uh, diocese, given the work that we're doing, uh, serving over 50 dioceses throughout the country. And while there's been a great number of effort and push at the national level and people going online to secure passes, but then struggling on, okay, how do I transport myself there? How do I find accommodations? That's where we want to make sure that they know what's available. Okay, so what is available and how do they they, uh, take part in it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, the easiest first step is I'll share the uh, our landing page on our website devoted to this National Eucharistic Congress. That is pilgrimagesbycts.com backslash N-E-C. So pilgrimagesbycts.com backslash N-E-C. And right on that page, Teresa, is the 50 ISCs that we currently have packages with. So all someone has to do is go out onto that site, to find their uh, diocesan name slash logo and click on it, and the package will uh, appear and give directions forward. Mm. And so in terms of what those packages include, kind of describe what what they will get and and what that will mean in terms of making their life trying to get to the Congress so much easier. Absolutely. Um, So one, it actually does include the pass itself. So the five-day pass, these were secured by the diocese uh, almost over a year ago. And what we've paired that with are the hotels as well as the transportation to and from. So not only each day, ensuring that you can get from the hotel if you're not within walking distance any uh, diocese are, uh, but if you know, you're 10, 15 minutes away, a motor coach to take you to and from, But then also, like our friends here in Detroit, there will be motor coaches going down from the Detroit area, Saginaw area, Grand Rapids, Lansing, uh, that takes you down to Indianapolis and then will return you home after the the Congress. So you don't have to worry about anything, basically. Just hop on the bus and, and you're good to go. Exactly. And that's where we really saw the opportunity and wanted to serve the, the team on the National Eucharistic Congress team. I do have to give them just some uh, shout out and credit, Teresa. They've been absolutely histor- uh, heroic in preparing for this major citywide event that, quite frankly, is this, the first time um, since 76 was the, the last one, but really since 1926 when we gathered in Chicago. Uh, in Mundelein Seminary, over a million people at that closing. Wow. But this just hasn't been done. Um, and so to be able to secure the number of hotels and all of these blocks and getting their arms around it, we've just been collaborating and partnering with them because it's just an incredible endeavor. And that I think a lot of people, when they've gone out to try and find individual space, it's just been difficult to communicate to yeah. the masses of where to find these uh, because a number of them are with their with their diocese. And so it's just ensuring they know that that's available. We're talking with Nate Wine, who's a VP of Business Development for our partners at Corporate Travel Service. Nate, before we go on with the interview, give us that link again for more information. Yeah, it's pilgrimage, pilgrimages, so with an S, P-I-L-G-R-I-M-A-G-E-S, by, B-Y, C-T-S, C-T-S, dot com backslash N-E-C. 
And then I'll just share a number to Teresa because sure. if they're struggling with that, they may they can just call our team and we'll direct them. And that is eight six six four six eight one four two zero. Okay, eight six six four six eight one four two zero. Eight six six four six eight one four two zero. So again, I don't know how many people were aware that this is for every diocese in Michigan that's done this, Nate. Yeah. So the diocese in Michigan are all incorporated in, and then another essentially forty-five throughout the country. So we're working east coast, west coast, you know, southeast. There's uh, we have a number of dioceses that have flights included, as well as airport transfers and pickup. So uh, it just really depends. And uh, there are a number of dioceses that are just uh, operating independently. So the recommendations mm-hmm. for those would be, um, obviously, just to contact the diocese direct. So what if you want to bring your whole family? I mean, can you call uh, your people at Corporate Travel and say, hey, we've got four or five people that want to go within this package? How would that work? Absolutely. Yep. It's uh, everything from single uh, occupancy rooms to, to quad uh, family. So you can fit up to four into a room. Uh, so just number of uh, children. But what's just so beautiful about this uh, event and opportunity, Teresa, is that each morning their the impact sessions, there's go- it's going to be tailored and have tracks dependent upon the individual. If you're traveling with your family, there's a cultivate track for parents who want to experience Christ as a family. For like high school youth groups, there's an awaken track. Uh, for, uh, you know, just those looking to become Eucharistic ministries, minist- ministries, in their community, there's an empower uh, track for them. And then just who's want to like get a deeper faith and richer understanding of the Blessed Sacrament, they can follow the encounter. And so not only specific tracks, even if you're coming with a family or youth group, but then each, there's a lot of catechetical sessions, just incredible speakers, uh, and then a revival session each uh, of those evenings with praise and worship, just the top artist uh, in our sphere, uh, and just adoring the Blessed Sacrament, um, it's going to just be an incredible, and I truly believe, a pivotal moment uh, in our church and in our country. Yeah, it couldn't come at a better time. I mean, if you look at yeah, what, don't even get me started. What's going on in the world and how we need these prayers, especially for our election year, to elect solid pro-life and faith and family-based leaders. Again, talking with Nate Wine, VP of Business Development for Corporate Travel. Great opportunities for you to attend the National Eucharistic Congress coming up this summer in Indiana. And the phone number to call if you'd like more information, 866-468-1420. Again, 866-468-1420. So sometimes, Nate, as you know, being in the, in the uh, travel and the pilgrimage business, it can be the cost that sets people back and they say, gosh, I just can't do this. But this is really making it accessible to so many. Exactly, Teresa. And the... Bishops have really strived and, and done their best to keep this as, you know, economical for families as possible. So many dioceses doing uh, various grants and funding and scholarships to try to encourage and make this available so that those who attend, I truly believe this is those who are being called will be there, uh, so that that's just to be the catalyst to light the fire to come back into their parishes, into their community, and be witnesses and examples and help just drive a continued initiative at the, the parish level. Because this three-year initiative that the bishops put forth, um, 
while it started on Corpus Christi in 22, so there was a year focused on diocesan, just overall understanding and education on the Eucharist. But you're now in that parish year where it's really been driven at a parish and overall uh, awareness and understanding and Eucharistic processions and adoration nights. Mm-hmm. It's been just be- beautiful to see. So then they'll all culminate uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indian- Indianapolis. Uh, our prayers will have between 50 to you know 1,000 people that fill that stadium and are just adoring the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah, just super powerful. And I think also just having that deeper understanding by the end of that, uh, that really, I mean, national retreat, a giant national retreat about the Eucharist in our lives. It's so, so important to embrace that. Again, we're talking with Nate Wine from Corporate Travel about an opportunity to uh, be at the Eucharistic Congress. It's being made available through different dioceses around Michigan. Now, do you know if other dioceses around their individual states, such as, you know, Ohio or Indiana or New York or New Jersey, is it similar where they're really embracing this and saying we need to help get people there, as far as you know, Nate? Yes, they're, they're, they absolutely are. I think that just part of the uh, confusion or the disconnect in the channels of communication, just how this has been truly a grassroots effort and in, in grown over the last couple of years, is there's the buzz about it. But then they go on to this, the General National Eucharistic website. They can purchase a, a ticket and pass for five days. But then there's uh, not the opportunity or is easily accessible to find where to stay. Um, so I think that that just clarifying that disconnect and where we're hoping to be able to, to step in here, uh, specifically over the next you know month to two months, because really we have two months to formalize registrations, uh, but really a month for a lot of the hotel availability and securing all of that. Um, so we have them, but in order for diocese to take advantage of the block that they're currently holding, those have to be filled in this next month by March 15th. I was going to say, so, you've, got, you've got a deadline there. Uh, what's the deadline again, Nate? So March 15th is a major deadline to, uh, if, to get housing in Indianapolis area. If you want to be within 30 minutes of the city with your diocese, you know, that's, uh, March 15th is going to be a major milestone uh, for us and for the National Eucharistic Congress. March okay, 15th. well, that's only a month away. I mean, exactly, four well, weeks no. today. Today's February 15th, so that's March 15th. So people need to jump on this. And, again, the phone number is one eight six six four six eight one four two zero. We'll also put the link that Nate mentioned on our archive section at Catholic Connections Archives at AveMariaRadio.net. But again, 866-468-1420. So last but not least, how is it for you? Because you do all kinds of projects at Corporate Travel. You do, of course, a great deal of Christian, Catholic pilgrimages, but you also do a lot of events in the secular arena that are very, very uh, big and nicely done. What does it mean for you as a faithful Catholic to be involved in something like this, the National Eucharistic Congress? What do you see and what are you feeling? Great question, Teresa. Um, true just humility um, to just be part of this moment. Um, as I mo- mentioned a moment ago, uh, yes, well, we do a lot of various events. For me in particular, this is a vocational call, and to be able to, to serve the Church and to ensure that we can get people, in this case, to Indianapolis to take part in such an opportunity, it's just uh, a complete honor. Uh, and very fulfilling. And as yeah. you said at the uh, end of right before the break and pulling me on, uh, we really feel here that we're just laying this at the cross and are just along for the ride. There's a lot yep. of things that we're unable to control, but um, the National Eucharist Congress team and the revival team, because this is not just a, all right, three years and then we're done. This right. is supposed to set us up. 
for continuing renewal. Amen. Um, so we're just excited to be a part of it for now and into the future. Exciting stuff, and so glad you're helping us with it. Nate Wine from Corporate Travel, 866-468-1420. Don't forget, just about a month away for the deadlines for hotels, March 15th. Stay tuned. More Catholic Connection coming your way. Today's programming on 990 WTEO is brought to you in part by Gift from Our Day Sponsor. The annual Rose Mass for Catholic Healthcare Workers, celebrated by Bishop Boyer, will be at 4.30 p.m. Saturday, March 9th at St. Thomas in Ann Arbor, followed by a reception in the Parish Hall. Karen Bussey, Director of the Mother Teresa House, will speak on redemptive suffering. Suggested free will donation is $20. RSVP at cmalansing at gmail.com. That's cmalansing at gmail.com. Modern philosophers Kierkegaard, Shelley, Sartre proposed the idea that existence precedes essence, by which they meant in simpler terms that in the process of time we make or create who and what we are. We understand, of course, that there are those who believe that their doing has been more successful than that of others, and have consequently argued that their being is on a higher state than that of others. This is the kind of thinking that leads to genocide, gas chambers, and abortion clinics. However, folks like Barb and Patrick and Paul and Alicia believe that from the beginning human essence is divinely ordered and infinitely valuable, and where else can we state this more clearly than our defense of freeborn children who cannot prove themselves or justify themselves? They can only be, which is why they are so precious to one named I Am. Go to Guadalupe Workers. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Hey, don't forget, not only EWTN Radio, but EWTN TV, right? And radio with Father Mitch Pacwa, Wednesday nights at 8, where Father Mitch interviews a variety of guests seeking to teach and prepare us for evangelism. Amen to that, and amen to my next guest, my dear friend and my sister, in Christ, Kelly Walquist, the founders of Wine, Women in the New Evangelization, CatholicVineyard.com. We've got a brand new book we're so excited about. Kelly edited the book. Dr. Mary Healy, myself, and many other women contributing, Wisdom from Women in Scripture. Hey, Cal, good morning. Good morning. So great to talk to you on this beautiful, sunny morning in Minnesota. Yeah, it's sunny in Michigan, too. Isn't that amazing? Well, yeah, we don't have any snow. We kind of look like a very ungreen Hawaii. <laughs> I don't know if the temperatures are as warm as Hawaii, but we'll take it. I'm so excited about the book. What's been the response so far since the book came out in December? It has been fabulous. And I I heard you earlier talking about how we started our online book club. We have a virtual vineyard we have for about the last 10 years. And so we started the online book club last week for women, um, for uh, women, wisdom from women in scripture. And we just did the intro. So you can jump right in. Tonight we're doing, or tomorrow night we'll be doing um, chapter one, and it was incredible. Like the the things we heard back from women, it was absolutely 
amazing. And I think it's so needed after just listening to Dr. Ray talk about, you know, keeping God in the culture. Mm-hmm. And I, when I look at what we did with this book and each of these writers focused on a woman who had to live wisdom, which is, a, you know, it's applying knowledge with common sense and the insight, hopefully the insight of God, and living God in their culture. And, and then kind of giving us, how do we do that now today? Mm-hmm. And so after listening to Dr. Ray, I thought, oh, ladies, and I mean, as we're raising these families and we're going through these tough times, how do we walk in wisdom? And so it's just amazing. I mean, even think of your chapter with Esther and, you know, seeing her walk in wisdom and then mm-hmm. your example of how to walk in wisdom. And so I think it's just really relatable and super practical for today. What's nice about it, too, is there's prayers and also questions, reflection questions at the end of each chapter. So in addition to the online event that you're doing at Wine for the book, you can also do it on your own in a study, can't you? Absolutely, and that's the nice thing. All of our books come with a a study guide and journal. And I know sometimes women hear journal and they're like, ew, you know, (laughs) run away. Um, But it's really a way for you to become reflective and contemplative, and especially during Lent where if you're going to walk in wisdom that, you know, and you're going to try to act in how you believe God would act, right? Um, you need to know God. And so when we have something like Lexio Divina, each, each week there's a Lexio Divina where you're prayerfully praying the scriptures. Well, you'll see as you start to write down what the Lord is speaking to in your heart that you're going to gain little nuggets of wisdom. And we do have questions for the small group discussion. And like you said, if you can't do it with, you know, with a whole group of people, join us Tuesday night online. It's free. There's interaction. And you also get to hear from some of the authors. And one really cool thing that um, we did with this is when I was reading it, or not reading it, writing it, I should say, when I was writing the introduction, and I kind of wrote that last as I watched all the pieces, all the puzzle pieces come mm-hmm. together, um, something hit me. And it was, it's God's timing, right? The Holy Spirit's timing. Uh, but I was writing down in my little notebook my little nuggets of wisdom. And they're simple things, you know, just for the introduction. Well, but they're nuggets of wisdom. You know, that the Greek word for wisdom is Sophia. And Sophia is often personified as the feminine in Scripture, an expression of the feminine aspects of God. Mm-hmm. And that Sophia has always been with us since the beginning. And we have these little areas in your study guide where you can write down your favorite quotes. And I want to read this quote because it's going to tie into something cool I'm going to tell you in a second. Okay. And I wrote down in the first chapter of John what the author says about the Word of God was said about Sophia in the Jewish tradition. Like the Word, Sophia was present with God before creation just as the Word was with God and was God, so Sophia was. And I had just written that, and our friend Marie Miller, who's an amazing singer-songwriter, um, had dropped a song called Woman, and it had just come out, and it started with The Woman at the Well, which is my chapter. Right. And, and then as I was reading that, that it's this outpouring that, that Sophia is God sharing of himself with creatures. So that's saying his outpouring and his love by which... He is given and known, held in love. And there's a line in her song that says, woman, you are the heart of God. Wow. And I was just like, what? You know? And the song is beautiful. 
So the Holy Spirit gave me this crazy idea to put together this beautiful Spotify list. And Woman, the song by it's, um, uh, Marie Miller, Sarah Hart, and I can't remember the other Sarah right now. And that's Sarah the overarching. Grove? No, that she's yeah, probably, she's, I yeah. No, I have to, I'll have to look. Oh, I feel horrible. Um, but it, then each song. Sarah Kroger. Kroger, thank you. Yeah. That's she's saying on the Good News crew. She's amazing. Uh, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. They're, oh, they're all so good. I was calling her. I was calling her Marie and the Sarahs, and I said kind of like Tony, Tony Orlando and Don, you know. But I thought, <laughs> man, that's a it's an old reference. You can get that one. Um, but it's wonderful. So that's our overarching song, and then we have a song from one of our wonderful women of wine, you know, Amanda Vernon and um, Alamar Jansen and Liz Kelly. Her, you know, it's just all these great songs. We even have a Spotify list, so you can have this music on the background when you're meditating or maybe you're doing the coloring that's in the journal and study guide and meditating on what the Lord said to you. So lots going on. Lots going on. CatholicVideo.com is, is a main place to go. The book is published by Word Among Us, and they did another book of mine. They did my Saints book. I just love them. They're amazing. What I like about it is Scripture is, is always so, I mean, timely in terms of what you're feeling and, and what you're, you know, trying to, to get from God. And I love the different perspectives that are very unique about the wisdom from women in Scripture because sometimes it's things you don't even think about, but another person is thinking about. I think that is a really good point because I, when, as I was putting this together, I was kind of in awe. You know, I, I was reading back to Mary Healy's um, story about the woman with the alabaster jar. And I know Mary and I were kind of laughing over it one time because she said, I have to write, you know, 5,000 words on a woman that not much is written about. And I said, well, I have to write 5,000 words as a woman at the will. I don't, I'm a woman that so much is written about, you know. But I love her insight. Right. And as she brings in the story, and I don't want to give it away, but she brings in a, a story of a little boy um, that she knew from her church. And, yeah. and it's her whole concept is just small gestures of love. And then, you know, with Mary, of course, you're getting all the scripture. Right. With all of, all of them, you're getting all that. You get this story that brings you in, uh, you know, into the, into the heart of the author. I mean, and then, and then you're going deep in the scripture. And then there's this practical, okay, how do I live this 3,000, 2,000 years later? Uh, so I think in each woman brought something so unique. I was just doing some research for our itinerary for our, uh, our wine uh, event coming up. And I said, I wonder, I couldn't remember, for some reason I thought she was born in Naples because she served so many people from that region of Italy in New York with her work there with the, with the poor Italian immigrants. But then I looked it up and I found out that she was born outside of Milan. I'm like, well, we're flying into Milan, we're going to Magenta, we can certainly go to her place. And so there is apparently a center that you can visit and set up a tour and learn about her and her hometown in, in Lombardy. So God willing, we're going to put that on the itinerary. Kel, we got to run. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for Wine, Women in the New Evangelization, and this brand-new book and the study, Wisdom from Women in Scripture. Check it out, catholicvineyard.com.